Electric Friends, a Gary Newman podcast celebrating the tracks by a musical pioneer. In 1978, Gary Webb had been performing live with his fledgling band, Tubray Army, for a couple of years, with mixed success. They had recorded a couple of singles, with Gary taking on the moniker Valerian. But Gary wasn't sure of his focus of the band's punk style and particularly didn't enjoy the live gigs, which often would descend into violence. Aged just 19 or 20 by 1978, Tubeway Army were back in the studio, with Gary now having chosen the name Gary Newman, having found inspiration from an advert in the Yellow Pages for a plumber whose surname was Newman, spelt N-E-U-M-A-N-N. He later said in his book Praying to the Aliens, the name change to Newman was again something that beggars didn't see the need for and Steve Webben tried hard to convince me that it just wasn't necessary. I was convinced that the chosen name, when I got it right, would be another vital piece in the big machine. To me, a career is just like a machine. All the pieces have to fit together and work together perfectly or else the machine will tear itself apart. It's one of the main reasons why I've always been so involved in every aspect of what I do. Not because I feel I'm great at any of these, but only I know what I'm trying to achieve. Only I know where the machine is heading. Rightly or wrongly, I prefer to put it together myself. Beggar's Banquet had commissioned the band to record their debut studio album, which would be self-titled. Recorded at the Space Ward Studios in Cambridge in summer 1978 and released in November, it was something of a transitional album. Gary had yet to discover the full effects of electronic synths, but it was somewhat less punky than the band's previous output. The album would have some science fiction themes, with Gary having been influenced by Philip K. Dick and William Burroughs, and would feature primitive use of synths after Gary first stumbled across a mini Moog at the studio while recording the album. Listen to episode one about Our Friends Electric to hear more about that story. Gary said of the album, I was very happy with the Tubeway Army album. I very rarely write songs about ordinary things, and this album was a clear indication I looked at things slightly askew. Every Day I Die was one of my favourites on the album, and originally that was also going to be its title, but beggars had been keen to call it Tubeway Army in an attempt to establish the band name. The problems of me, I need you. So Every Day I Die couldn't really sound any different to what we know about Gary Newman now. If it weren't for his distinctive voice, I don't think you'd ever know it was a Gary Newman song. Uh, much like another fan favourite song of the era, Joe the Waiter, it's mostly an acoustic guitar-based song, with Gary playing guitar and keyboards, Paul Gardner on bass, Jess Lydiard on drums, and Mike Kemp engineering. 
As for what the song is about, well, my innocent eight or nine-year-old self back in 1995 when I first heard it would have had no idea. Uh, you may have heard of the expression La Petite Mort or The Little Death, an expression that means the brief loss or weakening of consciousness, and in modern usage refers specifically to the sensation of post-orgasm as likened to death. Well, Gary wasn't being perhaps as poetic as that for Every Day I Die, but you get the idea. Yep, it's about masturbation. He said in Praying to the Aliens, Every Day I Die is about masturbating and it underscores a constant theme in many of my earlier songs of alienation and a retreat from hurt emotion into a cold detachment. I was a young and emotionally oversensitive young man when I wrote these songs and it was my way of coping, as much as anything else, that encouraged me to write about my lack of feelings and detachment. The truth, of course, was the complete opposite. been a little throwaway song uh, Gary has most definitely embraced the track and it has had quite the journey over the over the years it's still performed live to this day by Gary and there's been various versions of it it appears on all three of Gary's living ornaments albums 79 80 and 81 and uh, taking the 80 version uh, from the tele tour you can hear how Gary changed up the song style and mood even then it now sounds much more sinister and perhaps a bit sexy in its own way. Uh, it also introduced more synths and gave a whole new dimension to the song. It would remain a life favourite for many tours going forward. In 1997, Dubstar recorded a cover version of the song for the Gary Newman tribute album Random, and this time with a more indie pop slant, and it's pretty cool. They would later team up with Gary on the song Redirected Mail.
2002, Gary recreated Everyday I Die for his then new compilation, Exposure. This version better represented his current style and featured excellent guitar work from Steve Harris. A year after that, it was recorded again, this time with Andy Gray remixing it, though annoyingly Spotify and other similar places have incorrectly uh, labelled it the Gary mix when they mean Gray. Uh, this version is more electronic in nature, uh, but continued the transformation of the song into a glorious ambient industrial masterpiece that I reckon Trent Reznor would be proud of. In 2020, Gary recorded an acoustic video of him singing this song for his fans as a treat during the coronavirus pandemic, and it was pretty cool just seeing him with an acoustic guitar. And in 2022, Gary performed it live as part of his Intruder tour, including his brilliant Wembley comeback. Uh, here, his daughter Raven joined him on vocals, which I'm sure a few eyebrows were raised considering the subject matter, but still, it sounded awesome. So taking in some of your comments about the song, uh, Sue Schofield said, loved it and I love the way the ending changes from ear to ear in headphones. It was only about 10 years ago that I was told what it was about. Did not have a clue. Embarrassed to think I used to sing it out loud while listening to it on the record player in the back of my parents' living room. Uh, Alice Gray said, I love this song. It's a frank discussion about a very personal, private kind of suffering. Dave Morton said it's one of his favourites. Not many songs are more boldly graphic in its imagery about its core subject. Uh, Gary's voice is perfect for this, giving it a sleazy slant, and some of the lyrics are amongst the best he's ever written. 
Uh, Colin Daniels wrote, I recall that a really drunk fan was bothering Newman at a hotel bar after one gig. He was asking stupid questions and Newman was getting visibly annoyed with him. And then the guy blurts out that Every Day I Die was his favourite song and how profound it is. Gary then laughed and replied, what you're talking about is about wanking. <laughs> and thankfully that shut the fan up. Uh, and Kenny Gibb wrote, a great song but really came into its own when performed live during the 1980 tour with Roger Mason's remarkable ARP Odyssey solo at the end. So let's hear a burst of that now. there we have it a history of perhaps Gary's cheekiest ever song uh, but one that's most definitely still a fan favourite and has probably changed the most from when we first heard it in other Gary news I'm sure like me you really enjoyed the Sky Arts documentary Resurrection um, it was a really fantastic journey through Gary's life history and music it was great to see more of what he is like as a person alongside his family as well as what he means to people like Dave Grohl Trent Reznor Jean-Michel Jarre and Hans Zimmer and just to see how nervous and scared he was to finally be back at Wembley after 41 years and how Gemma managed to big him up and calm him down it was beautiful to see so it goes without saying if you haven't seen it yet try and track it down I believe is on now tv now to watch and stream uh, also i just wanted to give a mention and a tribute to rico who sadly passed away this week um at the time of recording i don't have much information about his passing but he will always be remembered for getting back gary back into the top 20 with crazier back in 2003 and will always be remembered fondly by the numanoid fan base um i'll definitely tackle the song in a future episode and so we'll look back at rico's life and career more deeply then uh, for now please do get in touch if you'd like to say hello or request future episodes or anything else I'm on newmanpodcast at gmail.com or on twitter at newmanpodcast and uh, you can subscribe to the show and listen to past episodes at newmanpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts see you next time Electric Friends a Gary Newman podcast Celebrating the tracks by a musical pioneer. pioneer. pioneer.